In the last episode, we talked about the first core element of your business as being people. We looked at you, your team, and your clients and saw the importance that each plays in your success. In today's episode, I bring in the second core element, which works in conjunction with the first. So if you're looking to build a sustainable and profitable business where you are the CEO leading your company to greatness, then this is part two of a three-part episode that you don't want to miss. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. Welcome back to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. I am your host, Sheila Cummins, and today is part two of a three-part series that I'm sharing all about the three core elements that go into running your profitable and sustainable business. And it doesn't matter if you're looking to scale to a team of 400 or if you're looking to be a powerful team of one with a couple supporters around you. And it doesn't matter whether you're shooting for that seven figures or not. Six, five, four, eight figures, it literally doesn't matter. These are the same core elements that go into every single company regardless of their size. They are, however, non-negotiables when you are looking to scale. And by scale, I mean growing your business to be larger than you without you having to work and sacrifice more hours while still being able to pay yourself to serve the lifestyle that you truly deserve. What it means is that your role in the company is going to be different. No longer are you going to be that chief everything officer where you're busy doing everything and having your hand in every single facet of running your company, but you make that shift to that role of CEO, a CEO that has a team of amazing people around them that are making the company bigger and better and stronger and able to serve more. Serving more means impacting more. Not only are they selling to amazing people? Not only do they have amazing people on their team, but they themselves are the highest version of the people that they can be. That's the CEO version of you that you're striving for. And it means that you have to get out of your own way and that you no longer are the bottleneck to your success. In episode one, we talked about the three people that make up your company. We talked about you, your team, and your clients. And we talked about what happens when there's misalignment between any of these and things start not working. And we talked about the symptoms that can happen in your company when the people part is not working. So if you haven't listened, please go back and listen to that episode, either before or after this one. They are not sequential. They are, however, needed in conjunction with each other. Today, we're going to go through that second core element, which is your processes. The processes that every single company needs to have. 
Your entire business is rooted in a set of patterns and procedures and processes that you follow each and every day, no matter what. And no matter how big of a thinker you are, no matter if you have ADHD or if you literally just feel like you're flying by the seat of your pants all day every day, the reality is there's still a system to what it is that you do. But it's very possible that you don't actually know what that system is. And that's so normal when you have been a solopreneur and you've been the main part of your company for as long as you have, because you have literally just had to figure out how to do what you do and to, and you find a way to do it naturally without even having to think about it. This shift is about you being able to play more in your genius, being able to wake up in the morning to be you, be great and make money. Hello, but it's possible that there's something in you that's wanting a little bit more. It's possible that you no longer want to be trading time for dollars. And it means that you might want to be taking a week or two off and still have your company running seamlessly. And that is all rooted in you putting the right people in place and combining it with the most effective processes. Now, there's a couple processes that we need. There's three actually. Three elements that go into this core element. Now, you might notice, but I do love the number three. But the reality is that the world really functions in threes, and it functions really smoothly. It creates a really strong and stable base when you've got three points of contact. So let's talk about these three processes that we need to be really focused on. Number one is, without a doubt, your standard operating procedures. Can we just address the elephant in the room for a moment before I go on? There are very few people who love sitting and writing out standard operating procedures so that you can do X, Y, or Z in your business. And I know that for many of you, it's a little bit like gouging your eyeballs out or you'd probably rather go and get a Brazilian bikini wax than sit and write out your standard operating procedures. I know, I get it, but these are things that have to be done because it's going to save you time and energy and money in the long run. The short-term pain is going to create long-term gain. As long as you are working in a reactionary state where you're literally reacting to whatever comes across your desk or computer at all hours of the day or night and you're flying by the seat of your pants, you are going to drive yourself crazy. You are going to find yourself at the bottom of the slippery slope of the burnout vortex. Now, I've done other episodes about the burnout vortex, and I'm going to just say this. It's really easy to slide into that hole. It is quite tricky to pull yourself out. When you want to bring someone in to support you, and they are not going to be able to do their job because they have no idea how to make A, B, or C happen in your company, then the easiest thing to do is to go and build your procedures as you go. Now, another tough love moment here. So let me just sidestep here for a moment and talk about hiring. Because when we hire, we want to hire based on the results that a person gets. I'm going to tie it back to standard operating procedures. Just give me a second. It means that we want to be able to quantify the performance of every single person on your team. Now, just because you have a certain process for doing something, it doesn't mean that it's the only process. What matters is that your team is able to generate the results that you want in a way that works for the company. Now, I get to remind you that you've got seven pillars in your business. You've got marketing, operations, which is the behind the scenes of how your business works, which is what we're talking about right now. 
You have fulfillment, which is how you deliver what it is that you do. That is also a little bit about what we're talking about right now. You have your team, your finances, and of course, the seventh pillar is the mindset. I'm not tackling mindset today in terms of writing out standard operating procedures, because let me just say that if you're walking that fine line between thriving and burnout, or if you're in that survival zone, it means you do not have a process for your mind. Mindset is rooted in self-care. It's just about how you take care of yourself and the stories from which you choose to operate and make decisions from every single day. We'll do a whole other episode on that. But for now, let's just say we're going to leave mindset out in terms of processes, but it does have its own process. So what we're talking about is hiring people to help you. So because we're hiring people based on results, what we want to do is let them help you build out the process that they use for getting those results. Your way is not the only way to get things done. And it's possible that someone else's way is going to get better results than you can yourself. So you don't have to write all of these yourself as you're hiring. Let the people who are around you and are responsible for different areas in your company write the processes that they use in order to get results. So let's come back to one of the easiest standard operating procedures that you could write. Let's talk about finances. Your finances are obviously about how you track your money and how you spend it, where it goes, where it comes from, how much is in your account. And this is how we calculate your profit. This is also how we know whether your business is profitable or not. And so in order to do that, you're probably going to want to have some kind of a bookkeeping software. Now, it doesn't matter which software you use. What matters is that, number one, you choose one. Give me a little minute of being Captain Obvious but you actually have to use the software in order to make it work. And so how do we put in that process? It could be as simple as every Friday morning, you enter the expenses that you had that week. You track where your money went. If you took a cash out, what it was used for, what you paid for. Maybe you signed up for a coaching program. Maybe you not bought a new wire for your computer. Maybe some of your recurring subscriptions renewed. If you just spent half an hour every Friday and tracked it in your software, that is a very simple process for your finances. Now, on the flip side, if we talk about money coming in, then that's going to depend on how you sell. It's going to be a little bit different. If you're selling through e-commerce, someone's going to press buy, and then your software is going to move money into probably some kind of a money processor, and then it'll be tracked and plopped into your account. Now, if on that Friday morning, you could take a half hour and have every single one of those transactions measured, and you're tracking your expenses, when you track that amount weekly, you can start seeing which of your products sell the best, which of your programs are your highest profits, which where should you be focusing on selling? If you have inventory, do you need to have a sale? When you do that on a regular basis and you have a process for tracking the money in and money out, hopefully using some kind of a software, that is something that you can be documenting because If your next hire is a bookkeeper, we want to be able to show them what it is that we've done, and then they are going to make that process even better because they know how to do it differently with more detail. They may be more efficient, and that is how we create some of those very simple processes. One of the most important pieces that we want to build a process around is your fulfillment. That is how you deliver whatever it is that you sell. Coming up with that process of what happens 
that starts once someone says yes, where they then get onboarded and then you have maybe some kind of a discovery or exploratory phase, then you know, maybe there's some documentation that has to go into those calls and a follow-up and then booking the next. If somebody orders a product and then you've got to, you know, go grab it from a warehouse shelf, wrap it in special wrapping, put a sticker on it, put it in a box, print the label. When we can see and have written out how we do what it is that we do and how we deliver what it is that we've sold, it's really easy to be able to start looking at the leverage points or that area within the process where we can remove you. And that is the second piece that goes into this process core element. The first is those standard operating procedures, how you do what it is that you do every day. When we look at the fulfillment, we want to be looking at places where we can remove you as the bottleneck to everything that's happening. Because as long as you are the bottleneck, you cannot scale your business. As long as you're the one who's standing in the way, then we cannot make these strategic moves. And there are going to be places where you're going to have to let go, where you have been hanging on really tight. You know, a a sign that it's time for you to look at some leverage points or when you maybe have either a wait list of people that are waiting to work with you, or if you're already at capacity with clients and you're not really wanting to take on any more, it's a sign that there's opportunities to look at the efficiencies to your fulfillment and start figuring out how we can bring in some supports to help you deliver more. You know, that is one of the hardest shifts as being the CEO. I have to say this. I see it every day as we're helping women scale. You know, you have grown your business to where it is today because of, you know, what it is that you do and how good you are at it. And what ends up happening is we start believing that we are the only people who can deliver what it is that we do and that we are the only people that our prospecting clients want to work with because they've built trust with us. Now, you're not wrong on that, but it's also a really limiting belief. And if we can look at it just a little bit differently, And think about your business as being larger than you. And in order to do that, we have to look at your business through the results lens. How is your business larger than you and what results are people coming from? And what results are people interested in getting? And when you can make those thought shifts, all of a sudden the world of opportunity can open up. Let's talk about the third piece of this core element of processes. I'm going to call it deal flow. This is maybe a word that you're not familiar with. It's one that is prevalent within the investment fund world, which you may or may not know I am building quietly on the side, although not so quietly anymore, actually. Deal flow is your ability to have consistent clients, a consistent amount of work coming through so that you can make those hires. You can bring the people onto the team confidently, ensuring that you have enough money. Deal flow comes through your marketing. It comes through your ability to generate a consistent flow of leads, create consistent conversions into sales, and then consistently resell to the same people. Deal flow is something that encompasses quite a few different elements. One, obviously at the start, it's the brand positioning, how clear your brand is, what it is that you do, who you serve, what results you get, you know, the messaging that you're using to attract, whether you're on a specific platform or several platforms, how much you're agitating the problem of the people that you serve and you are showing them what's possible based on what it is that they desire. 
And the ability to have an offer that essentially sells itself because it's being hand-delivered to the right people. Those are the pieces that make up your deal flow. And when you have that consistency and you have evidence of month over month over month of that sustainable deal flow, marketing, influx of clients, call it what you want, then you know that it's, you got something. You know, you've got something that has the potential to be sustainable when you put the processes and the people in place in order to make it happen. Which then is going to lead me into our third P of the third core essential element to a strong, thriving, sustainable and profitable business, which is going to be in the next episode. But again, I want to remind you, you know, the people in the processes, listen to both of these episodes and go and listen to the third P that's coming up. Because when you can be dealing with all of these pieces simultaneously, the three core elements that go into it, plus the nine pieces that make up those core elements, then you have yourself a winning ticket to success. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout-out on an upcoming episode, and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to 7 Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.